First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock a out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast Time. Bienvenidos a Strasvaita, and welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, the Two Beers Podcast. The pot of the everyman. I'm Jordan. I'm with my boy Drew, as usual. Drew, how you doing this week? It's the Two Beers Podcast, as usual. We're cracking some beers. Ah, I was trying to see how long I could do that. It was pretty good. One shiny moment. What the, I, mean, uh, I, I got like a lyric the, and a half. With the beat it's not, it's in not that your great. heart. <laughs> and a beer in your face. Oh, it's God. more than a podcast. It's more than a. Where was where was that in the pre-show meeting with all That's... the other, all the all the crap that you went through? We could we could have we could have put we could have scrapped it all and just done a did a two beers podcast version of one shining moment. If all we had to do was come up with something that rhymes with face, <sighs> send in your suggestions. How do we, how do we finish the lyric? Any hoodles, uh... whoo. A tradition like no other. Let's assume positions for the two brew salute. What's her all, baby? Three, two, one. Ah, I wonder if that made a sound. Uh, what do you got, Drew? Uh, you know, I'm doing a little more premium liquor, man. I uh, I went a little gentleman's jack tonight. Oh, that's my favorite. Um, so and you're my favorite. That's why I, I I'm drinking it tonight. You're special. Hi. No, that's um, right. So, my family, including me, has been dealing with the flu all week. So, I am going with a Frost Crisp and Cool Gatorade Thirst Quencher, Glacier Freeze. Oh, I love that. I'm uh, actually so, more of a, I'm a red-yellow guy, but I respect, yeah, I, I respect the Glacier. I swore off um, Gatorade for the longest time because the amount of sugar in these things, but, like, I need sugar and high, like hydration and electrolytes and all that crap like the the struggle's real so okay. in fact I, I don't even know how i'm here quite honestly but uh, the pod goes nobody, on the pod nobody, does not nobody, wait nobody clocks out on the two beers podcast damn skippy all right so on that note um let's get into this upcoming upcoming boxing weekend which is going to just start an absolute tear of of Every weekend, there's going to be high-profile boxing matches. Every for like, weekend for like twelve weeks, it's going to be. We're talking like into into mid to late June. Um, yes. It's, which not only that, we're about to start a tear of shows as well. Like we're we're going to be glued. I, the, the weather's going to be great, and we are just going to be glued to the TV twenty four seven. There's so much content. Oh lordy. Um, but. For this week, uh, first we're gonna talk. We're gonna highlight two boxing matches. There's there's more than two, two that that the hardcores are into, but we're we're gonna highlight two. Um, first one is Ryan Garcia versus To Go. Um, you know we're not eating in. We're taking it to go. Hey hey hey, dad jokes. Um, you you want to give us the the lowdown on that? Drew? Yeah, I mean it's so it's Ryan Garcia's first fight since. Uh, basically the beginning of january 2021 so we're looking what third it was about 14 15 months 15 yeah. month layover you know he's dealt with depression 
broken hand, this, that, the other thing. Uh, nice little tune-up fight for him. This was a fight they were trying to get done, I think, before the Luke Campbell fight in Linares back in late 2019. Uh, he's 5'10". He's got a 70-inch reach to go. Uh, is 5'8". His, uh, some of his measurables are not active on, uh, on BoxRec, but that's okay. Uh, to go is 32 and one with 15. I thought I saw he was five five ten with a 72 inch reach is what I thought I to saw. To go? That's what I thought. Maybe well, box, box rec is in, uh, hilariously inaccurate then if that's the case. So uh, no, he's definitely looking at the face off. Garcia is definitely taller than him. That okay. might've been the same site. You, uh, got Castagna six foot three, uh, <laughs> measurables, but, uh, yeah, Garcia is 21 and zero with 18 knockouts. So, yeah, I, I think it's just it's a tailor-made fight for for Garcia. Uh, you know, Tago's got a, a decent record. His first, the only loss that he has was like the first fight of his entire professional career where he got knocked out. Uh, I, you know, I, I think Garcia is gonna gonna try to really just come forward, be aggressive, show off show off his power. Uh, you know, he switched trainers, and I've, of course, it's the guy that wears like the jean jackets and jeans in training camp. And I, I, I knew I was gonna forget his friggin' name, Joe something. I think uh, switched Who? off. Wait, his new trainer. His new trainer. He's like always wearing like like denim shirts and stuff, like a psychopath. Oh, I don't know. It's like Joe something. I'm I'm just so mad. I forgot. Ra- this. Ryan Garcia's new trainer. Yeah. Because oh, he left, he left the Canelo stable. Yeah, he, he left. Yeah, he left Reynoso. Um, oh, you, you're. Oh, okay, go ahead. You're making me forget it too. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, that's all. I'm just like so mad. I'm, hold on, Ryan Garcia, new <laughs> trainer. While wow, we're on the pod, just look Joe at Goosen. Joe Goosen. Joe Goosen. Yeah, I'm just mad at myself. Well, so, do it live. Do it live, Drew yeah, says. Yeah, you know. He got he got touched you know he got he got dropped by Luke Campbell in that that fight back in early 2021. I I don't know that he'll, I don't think he'll get dropped in this fight. I think I think uh, to go might hit him with a couple of shots, but I I don't I just don't see it being very competitive to be honest with you. I think I think uh, I think Rye guy makes makes quick work of him. Uh, I found five nine one uh, seventy one inch reach for all right. So some so he's got some long arms. Um. Yeah, so like I, I tried to watch some highlights of to go, you know, and kind of the same thing. Like he's crafty, he's shifty, um, he likes to throw the jab. So, um, I I think he'll frustrate Ryan early. Um, yeah, and get a couple, get some licks in. Yeah, yeah, I think he, I think he will be competitive early, and then I think once Ryan is the thing with him is he is very stoic and, and statuesque. He doesn't move his feet Full a lot. Full terrible. Doesn't move, doesn't move his upper body a lot. Like, yeah. the only thing... Like, his two, his two attributes that make him a great fighter, he has elite quick twitch ability mm-hmm. and, and heavy hands. And so, like, he drops people because... He can just yeah. stand there and react, and and he can get beat them to the punch and very, knock them out. Very good at landing precise body shots, and that's what took out that's what took out Luke Campbell was that that shot to the body the body shot. And how how old is Ryan Garcia now? Like twenty three. Uh, right. I believe that is. Yeah, he's super young. Yeah, correct. 
Um, all right. So on that note, you ready for the odds, and then we'll give our predictions. Yeah. Um, money line Garcia's minus sixteen hundred to go plus eight fifty. Prohibitive favorite. Yeah. Total rounds, Drew. I'm gonna say eight and a half. Oh. Four and a half. Whoa! Oh man. And the under, Woo. the under is the favorite at minus one twenty. I saw. Wow. Right. I was. I was. My. All right. All right. That's, like Canelo took out Yildirim in three. Like, I should have. I should have. Uh, yeah. I should have been more aggressive on that. Man. The over four and a half is plus a hundred. So Oof. that that's kind of interesting. To go the distance is plus four twenty five. To not go the distance is minus seven hundred. Okay. Uh, Garcia uh, by decision is plus four hundred. Garcia by stoppage minus five fifty. To go by decision plus twenty five hundred, and to go by stoppage plus sixteen hundred. Um. So that being said, I mean, like I said, my prediction is that to go kind of looks competitive early. And the fourth round seems about right where where Garcia just catches him. I I'm actually going to take the over and say it's more like the, the oh, fifth, the, the fifth or sixth. We're going to be using that later. I'm going to say like the fifth or sixth. Love it. Uh, I was going to have Gar- I had Garcia stopping him in the sixth. Um, Look at us. So I was actually gonna I was gonna say five and a half for the over under, but I was like uh, I'm probably I'm probably not giving to go to to go enough credit. So I bet you the odds makers uh, will uh, let me add on to like a handful of boxing insiders that we listen to like to go like nah, like his skills. Nah, nah, nah. Nah. I don't I, like I'm, to. No, not to win. I'm just saying like yeah, they respect fine. his skill. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. So uh, and I mean his and his undercard. I mean Gabe Rosado is fighting Philly's Price fighting Shane Mosley Jr. Yeah. What channel and what time? Uh, zone the main event is tentative for 11.15, which means the undercards will probably start around, like, 8, uh, 8 o'clock. Yeah, something like if that. If not a little earlier. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the other, uh, big fight, um, this weekend. Triple G! Gennady Golovkin, Triple G versus Ryota Murata. Um, and... Uh, people like Murata too. The you know the top five in the division. Um, did we say the division for Garcia one thirty five? Did we say that? I don't know. Nah, they're fighting at a catchweight too. I think. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Now you know maybe it's not catchweight, but it's because it's not a title fight. Like you get to go over a little bit. Oh, okay. Um. Anyway, so uh, yeah. So Triple G versus Murata. Uh, go ahead. You want to set the table, Drew? Uh, yeah. So Triple G is. This uh, sorry. Um, this is for Gavakin's IBF middleweight title and Murata's, I guess, super middleweight title. So I guess this is kind of stupid. I don't know. I don't know if that's actually his or if that's like a fake belt. I should know that. I think it's a real belt because um, they're talking about then him becoming a unified champion. Uh, Triple G, five ten and a half. 70-inch reach. Uh, I thought I had his age, but clearly... 40. 40. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, 39, but yeah. He'll be 40 uh, at the time of the fight, I think. Is that on his birthday, April 8th? 
his birthday's Friday, the day before. Okay. Um, he's so forty-one, one and, and one. Obviously, the one the one loss, Canelo Alvarez. The one draw, Canelo Alvarez. Thirty-six knockouts, so Triple G does not go to the cards. Triple G seeks seeks and destroys. Um, Murata is sixteen and two with thirteen KOs. So another guy who's not not boxing for the cards. Uh, he's six foot and he's got a seventy-five inch reach. So, I mean, he's he's got he's got some decent measurables on. Um, on Triple G here, and the fights in his backyard, so they're getting some of that Japan money on uh, on this one. Yeah. So oddly enough, the fights, the card starts at like 5 a.m. on Saturday, and this yeah. fight, the ring walks are scheduled at like 8:10 a.m. on Saturday. So yes, which is great. set your alarms, or just watch the replay like I'll be doing. I might watch. It, it kind of depends, I guess. But um. I don't know, Drew. You're gonna have to take the cards if we're gonna do a live card on that one. <laughs> if well, I am watching, I'm gonna I'm gonna have Rugrats running around me. But um, all right. So let me uh, yeah. Me, I mean, and, oh, and this this is at uh this is at uh 160. Yeah, better wait. Um, listen, Triple G. I know people have said he's kind of fallen off a little bit. Um, Triple G still has a great jab. Still lands it at a at, at a good clip. Um, even, even his overall connect percentage, I mean, he's third amongst active fighters at like 37%, right behind the top, the top five guys are Benavidez, 38%, uh, Canelo and Triple G at 37, uh, Vasily Lomachenko at 36.9% and Roman Gonzalez at 36.2%. So, um, you know, average fighters hit at about 29.3%. Uh, credit uh, our boy Dan with those uh, those awesome stats tweeting out today. His jab still, you know, he he sets the tone with his jab and then follows up with power. That's there, There's no secret as to what Triple G is going to do. Murata, I mean, whatever. Like, I, I don't know. Like, he's got bad – his defense is horrendous. I mean, he's got power, but – he kind of reminds me of Tim Zhu. Like he just stands in the pocket yeah. and just throws and just throws. And like I, I mean, you're gonna get caught. And like jab. He, he's he thro- he has heavy hands for sure. Yeah, like no and, doubt. Like yeah. And the, the problem the problem with that is, I mean, Triple G, you know, for whatever it's worth, he's he's thought to have like the the strongest chin at all of boxing. So right, yeah. You, you're gonna you're gonna stand in the pocket and fight fire with fire. He, Triple G's probably not the guy you want to do that with. Yeah. What? My gut says Triple G actually wins on the cards, and there isn't Dude. a knockout in this fight. But man, these right, guys hold on, have... hold on, don't 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 jump the gun here. Don't. Jump oh, the gun. sorry, sorry, sorry. Did you so, have further analysis? Uh, I had all the all the odds and everything. Oh, the odds. Oh, yeah. Okay, my bad. Um, I always so, I always forget if we do our predictions before the odds. Go ahead. But we uh, so we have uh Murata. Uh, I'm sorry. Triple G hasn't fought since December of 2020, so that's like 16 months. And give Maradas. Marada hasn't fought since December of 2019. Whew. So what? Almost two and a half years, basically. Crazy. Yeah. Year and a half versus two and a half. Yeah, nuts. So I, I wanted to throw that out there too. Um, yeah. That being said, the odds are Triple G minus 575 versus Marada plus 400. So that's pretty surprising. A defend. You kind of nailed the analysis, though. Like, is it like 
Murata uh, only because it's in his, deep, only cause it's because in his, he's I mean, forty. Being 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 in Japan, in I don't know. I, I'm, I'm in Triple G's forty. I mean, is it a live dog? Is it? Is it? Is it? I don't know. I, don't know. I, I I I'm just. I thought it would have been like Triple G would have been maybe like one seventy five, two hundred. Um, but go ahead, yeah, sorry. Five seventy five. Uh, no, no. I mean, it's an interesting talking point. Um, over under. I, I don't even know where I'm going to go rounds on this now. Um, I guess I'll go ten and a half. That's probably wrong though. Nine and a half. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. the the unders minus one fifteen and the overs yeah. minus one hundred five. Okay. To go the distance is plus one forty. To not go the distance is minus one eighty five. So a little bit of a coin flip to your to your so makes, little gut feel. Makes sense why they're why they said it at nine and a half then. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then uh, triple G on the cards plus two twenty five. Triple G by stoppage minus one sixty. Murata on the cards plus six fifty. Murata by stoppage plus a thousand. Hmm. So okay. I, I I do think Triple G stops him. Um, if it goes to the cards, I look for Murata to win just because it's in his backyard, and I think huh. he'll get get the sway of the crowd and the judges. I think Triple G wins on the cards and gets two knockdowns in the fight. Oh wow! So you think Murata just is able to just? So are you thinking it's just going to be like a hellacious throwing match and Murata? Yeah, somehow I survives? think I just think Triple G is just going to you know just be more accurate with his jab and counter. Hit jab like jab power punch, knock him down a couple times. That's just kind of what I'm seeing. And then, and maybe like maybe the fact that he's 40, maybe he doesn't have as much, you know, he doesn't have the complete stoppage power that he once did. And then it goes to the cards. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm looking at. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I think he stops him. Oh man, that that ninth round is is right around. There. I'm saying somewhere in eight, nine, or ten is what I'm what I'm thinking. So okay. Just I just like I said that that percentage. Is I was so gonna say high. any any. I mean, you just pick twenty five percent of the fight. You want to throw another twenty five percent on there? Okay, you know what, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, Look, who's Ryan Garcia's uh, trainer? The guy with the denim shirts. Uh, all right, all right. See, see, see how? See, we can both play this game. Yeah, yeah, that was weak. But go ahead. You know what was weak? You googling Go-fum stuff on the fly. Oh no, I have a go hit for later, dude. That's Gosh. all right, man. Dude, we don't have to limit ourselves to one. Uh, yeah, I guess that yours was a little bit too quick, just like go. Oh, oh. Hey yo! We need um, a sound. We need to get a sound effect for that. <laughs> Do gophers make sounds? Yeah, it's got. They got it right. Oh uh, well, I know what we're doing for next week. <laughs> uh yeah, it's really it. Uh, Malika Alexa. Myers. Myers oh, fighting I too this can't weekend say that because my Alexa will actually start talking to me and ruin the podcast. What? Uh, see, did you hear that? I I I I said the the name that you shall not be named, but. It actually engaged my smart device by saying her name. And any hoodles. Okay. Um. Gotcha. Other boxing news. Uh, probably the the match that most hardos are looking forward to the weekend would be Lubin Fundora. Whatever. I yeah, I mean it's it's at a it's at a weight class we don't really care about. I mean, not we shouldn't say we don't care about, but like, just not a sexy weight class. 
Yeah, it's it doesn't do anything for me. It's not. I mean, I'm sure it'll be a good fight, but non-title. I don't care about. Is it? I don't care about Lubin being like. What is he like? Five or six? Something like six four. I don't know. I didn't research it. I, I, I I've watched him fight like once or twice. I don't. I like I said. I don't really care about it. Yeah, I, and, I don't either. And like the hardos that argue with us on Twitter, hey, guess what? Come at me. Don't care. I don't care if you like Lubin and if you want to quote all of his stats and everything. I don't care. I'm too. I'm, I'm too much of a casual to care about that fight. That is actually true. I actually don't care about. That <laughs> fight, I mean, I just I I care more about seeing what Ryan Garcia's got coming out um, and then uh even even Malik but that Meyer. but that fight is um like lubin is minus 145 and fundora is plus 120 so okay yeah yeah then malik is fighting uh saturday night i think out of la um uh... oh my gosh can you just can you stop stumbling i'm just trying to there's they got so much so much crap here what are you talking about I'm trying to find her fight. Michaela Mayer? Yeah. What? Who did you say the first time? I, I said Malika Mayer. <laughs> they, don't, they don't pay me to pronounce names, dude. Oh, my gosh. Is All she right. not fighting? I thought she was fighting she, this she week. She is. Yeah, she is. Why don't I see this anywhere? Because you're a moron? I, that's sure. I'm, I'm literally on the ESPN website looking at April April 9th dates. Sounds like you should have done this before the podcast. Oh, oh my God. They listed her fight at the very top. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, she's in Cali. It's ESPN and ESPN Plus. So that would be cool. The Maloney brothers. The Maloney I, I brothers. Honestly, I honestly didn't even I, – I looked at the odds. She's like a minus 5,000 favorite. This, yeah, she's, she's not like fighting. It's, not, it's not a big fight. It's a mandatory, I think. Um uh, anyway, let's let's move on to. Oh, you want to say something? No, else? I was say, the Maloney brothers are uh, on that on the undercard, both of them. Oh, so. are they? Yeah, yeah, they they're kind of fading. They lo- they lost their chance in the bubble, unfortunately. Uh, all right, talk about the national championship. Your boys, they went down. Uh, man. Uh, One shining pod. Well, I gotta say, we were so. We both picked Carolina to go to the. I mean, you just picked Duke, not to jinx me, but you you were feeling Carolina. So, I mean, that was the game of the weekend. Uh, Carolina Duke Final Four, first time ever. Biggest to me, that's still the biggest rivalry in all sports, and the best rivalry probably of all the all sports, of the sports. Best, the best rivalry. What's the better one? I I'll go Yankees Red Sox. I was gonna 100%. say Yankees Red Sox might be the only thing. But does anyone even give a shit about the? I mean, the Yankees have been. I don't simple. give a shit about Duke UNC. That's fair. Yeah, good, good point. They're just um, college kids. I mean, who, what do I care? Yeah, uh, that's fair. But what a game. Back, I mean, there were so many lead changes. Duke looked like they were in control. Carolina got a little bit of momentum, and then Duke would take control again. And Caleb Love, who was just sensational all tournament, uh, up one, just hits – just a huge big ball shot with about 25 seconds left on uh, Mark with Marcus Williams in his face, all seven feet of him, and uh, and Carolina goes on to to win the game and go into the tournament as the eighth seed into the championship. And Kansas, like Nova, uh, no Kansas Kansas went up like 20 on Nova, and Nova gets it down to six. And I'm just like, man, are they really going to beat Kansas? Is this going to happen? 
and they just they just ran out of bodies and and athleticism and talent um, at the end. And Kansas pulled away. So that that set up sounds a, like our intramural team. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and that just set up an epic Carolina Kansas game. Uh, I was worried about. It. I was kind of like, man, like it felt like you were gonna, we were going to have like a Gonzaga like Gonzaga Baylor game last year where the emotion of Saturday night just just drains you. And not that you're not up for the game, but just like you know you're. Like you just you're you're all, you're short, you know. You just come out with just being kind of mentally exhausted. Kansas went out seven nothing early, and I'm like, oh shit, here we go. And then Carolina bit down, fought back, and went on a 16-0 run to go up 15 at halftime. And then Kansas, man, like ugh, they just they just played good, played tough defense, and Carolina just turned the ball. That was their one problem all year. But like they're they just they were very lazy with the basketball. And it just bit him in the ass, and they allowed Kansas to cut into that lead too early. Uh, Carolina goes back up by one with about a minute and a half left, and then Kansas Kansas goes inside a couple times, and then uh, Baycock from Carolina. Have you seen? Did, did I send you the video of of him doing the spin move and the floor popping up? Have you seen this yet? Um. Yes. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, because they have to play in these domes for like all this money. Yeah, like Baycock down one, it does a spin move to go in to try to. Uh, oh no, know. I did not see that. Yeah, he, you know, he got hurt with about forty seconds left. He returned his ankle because as he did the spin move and planted his foot, the court, a piece of the court, came up off the ground. Oh my gosh, I didn't see that. Oh, I gotta send you the video. Yeah, he turned. Yeah, he turns his ankle doing it, and then he falls to the ground. And he's hurt. And then they go down, and he has to come out of the game. So then they have that, you know, they go right to their their big guy against Manic because Manic is just for a big rebound and a big bu- and two back to back big buckets. Yeah, there. and uh, you know it's funny you bring that up because my wife was watching that and she's like, why why is like the bench below the court? I'm like they're playing in a football arena. She's like, why? I'm like they've been doing it for like 20 years. I don't know. They want to just sell more tickets. She's like, yeah, it's that's uh, so dumb. I'm like, yeah, yes, it is. Yeah, crazy. I just, <laughs> I like, just. Can text those people you. in the upper deck even see anything? I'm like, no, no, they no. cannot. I, uh, I just texted you if you if you can see it. But yeah, it was nuts. Um, and I mean, Kansas then you know, yeah, you know, down Carolina gets a, gets a shot at it, and again they, for whatever reason, they decide instead of trying to get a quick two, while Kansas was just horrific at the foul line all night, they shoot a 28 footer with 13 seconds left. Had had a couple of shots at it. Uh, then Kansas tur- Kansas steps out of bounds on the inbounds play, and Carolina still can't get it to go. Um, you know, I said it in the Duke game. I said the, I thought the key to that was going to be who, which guard showed up between Caleb Love and um, Jeremy Roach, and lo- obviously it was Caleb Love with twenty, you know, twenty plus points again. Uh, it's all almost all of them in the second half, and uh, Love was like five, maybe six of like twenty four Monday night. Just the guards just just didn't have it, so that was really that was really the difference, especially in the second half. So, congratulations to Kansas. Um, you know, they for as much as they choke in the uh, in the tournament, they 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 had they had a tough road. I mean, the Creighton, you know, they they got they got a challenge against Creighton. Nova bit down on them a little bit, and uh, and then Carolina, and they uh, they came through. So, biggest comeback ever, man. That's that's What's crazy. That? Yeah, I mean, whatever. That's you know, fine. someone brought this up. Do, do you wonder if if someone who's not a first year coach 
kind of is able to manage a 16 point lead a little bit better. I mean, maybe. I mean, also like when that's that like that's how many I'd love to know of of the teams that have been up double digits in the second half like going into halftime how many of those were the favorites and you know the underdog just didn't have enough to come back because i mean carolina was an eight seed so it's not like you know it was two juggernauts going at it but yeah maybe i I mean i definitely i definitely thought hubert should have called timeout after they missed that first 28 foot three with 13 seconds left and got the rebound I get it initially, like you don't want Kansas to set their defense because they're a great defensive team. But at some point, you know, I would have like when they were just chucking up bad shots, especially, you know, got some guy with Baycock out. You got guys who aren't even playing a lot of minutes, probably. Um, I can't I can't really I can't say too many bad things about Hubert, though, because what a what a tournament um, he coached in, you know, the last the last month and a half of the season where Carolina just uh, was an absolute force. Love those guys. And again, Baycott's a warrior. Like, you could just tell the guy, like, he turned his ankle late. He's like in... good Angel Delgado. Uh, Delgado's probably more skilled, to be honest with you. Um, Skill? Uh... Baycott, he turned his ankle late in the Duke game. You could tell, like, he you could tell like, he had a lot of – he was using the adrenaline early in the game to, you know, to offset that pain. But in the second, maybe it was the cute, like the longer halftime break, but you could just, in the second half, like he was really struggling on that ankle. So, um, yeah, maybe I'm not doing Delgado justice. I don't know. Uh, you're not like, Bay- I mean, Baycock's a monster, so he just takes up a lot of space, but I mean, angel, I think post wise had better, better, uh, I just, moves. I just can't get over the fact that angel just never dunked. And like, I just see Baycock <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Did you Six see the video? 10, you did, play did, below you see, did you see the clip I just I just sent I, you? I, I did. That's that's it's crazy, absurd. right? That is absurd. It's not that the floor pops up. The like a board just buckles, and then so his toe catches on the next board because his yeah. foot is now below the next board. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah, it's yeah you know, a national title game. We have that shit happening. That's crazy. But hey, that's all right. They got all that extra money from all those extra seats. So what do they care? <laughs> yeah. So what do they care? Uh. It's all right. I bought my. Uh, it only fresh... just pretty much decided the game. So I mean, what what yeah. big whoop? I uh, I bought my North Carolina friend uh, friend of the program sweatshirt to uh, get a, you know six bucks to those kids because it's part of the nil the nil program. Oh yeah. Yeah, I found a store in uh, Chapel Hill that uh, has like a little thing with the play. They have a uh, proceeds go to the players. So cool. Yeah. Spent forty bucks I didn't need to spend on a sweatshirt. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. It's nice, though. I dig it. Awesome. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, kind of next year with, you know, with now with the, the transfer portal the way it is. You know, three St. Pete's guys are already in there. You know, we'll, you know it's kind of hard to even gauge how the landscape will be. But great tournament. Uh, fun stuff. What a ride. Uh, go Pirates. Go pirates um do you think seton hall gets any guys from st pete's uh well i mean lazy beat writers uh think that you're crazy if you think that shaheen's gonna take anybody from that program because of his close ties to it but uh that's where i i got into a twitter fight with some dude he's just a clown it's like well if they're gonna transfer anyway because now these kids have the opportunity to play on a bigger stage because now people know who they are why like why what, like like say doug doug is in the portal like why would holloway not 
you know, say, hey, do you want to come to Seton Hall? Because he's going to transfer anyway. Is he going to be like, ah, you know, I don't feel right about it. Here's, uh, you know, here's here's Hurley's phone number. You should go to Connecticut and play against them. Like, it may, makes no sense. It's like if they're going to transfer anyway. Because right. now they have the opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, nobody would have known who the hell these kids were until the, they just got yeah, this national right. exposure. So, like, why? I don't think you're doing uh, – you're not, you know, you're not doing a disservice to St. Peter's. Like, they're leaving anyway. Yeah, you're right. So, um. I wouldn't mind. I, w- I wouldn't mind if they got one of the twins. Um, I'm gonna butcher. I butcher their name. All three of the guys that I would want, I'll butcher their names because I'm terrible. Uh, I, I can't even say Doug's last name. I just know. I just know he's Doug. Mustache Doug. Doug funny. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind a couple. A couple of those guys. So Timberlake from Memphis is transferring. He, Seton Hall. He was. Um, Seton Hall was on one of his final finalists uh, last year. So big body. We'll see what happens, man. Cool. All right. Next. What do we got? A tradition like no other. The half-assed two beers podcast masters preview. Here we are. It's hey, Augusta. Kudos. Kudos what? to us for not uh, not being late on a golf tournament for the first time. In, like, Wait, right? Like <laughs> that is awesome. So, mm. definitely need a need a swig of glacial Gatorade for this one. But I have copious notes. Oh, this is so good. Um, the first thing, obviously, the first thing I wanted to talk about was Matsuyama's winner's dinner that he chose for since he won last year. Drew, I sent it to you. Did you have a chance to look at it? Like, you, you you realize we got that we got sent that in like three other our group chats, right? <sighs> All right. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> when you sent it to me, I was like, "Is this?" I was like, "Shit!" Do you realize like Al and other people have already sent this to us? Yeah, it was right. crazy. It was awesome. It was like sushi. It's a, so the appetizers are. A su- oh, I'm gonna read it. I'm a foodie. I'm, I'm definitely reading it. Appetizers: assorted sushi, sashimi, and nigiri, yakitori, chicken skewers. Uh, next course is miso glazed black cod in a dashi broth. Oh, that just sounds divine. Uh, Miyazaki Wagyu, A5 Wagyu beef ribeye with mixed mushrooms and vegetables. Sancho daikon ponzu. Don't know what that last part was. Uh, ja- and then for dessert, Japanese strawberry shortcake, fluffy sponge cake with whipped cream and amao strawberries. Oh, it just incredible. Like, I would kill for that. But my favorite was Jordan Spieth's reaction. He goes, here's the quote. I mean, I'm going to have seconds of all of it. I'm very excited. I played the Dunlop Phoenix in Miyazaki back in 2014, and I might make a lot of people mad in the state of Texas, but it's the best beef I've ever had. To be serving that tonight on top of miso cod and sushi to start, I'm very, very excited. I saw it today. I had no idea what route he was going to go, and I'm excited to shake his hand and say thank you at the end of the night. I might have to get carted out. (laughs) <laughs> love it <laughs> oh that's exactly would be me i'd be like yeah i don't care if i win the masters i am just gonna be just shitting my brains out on the first tee the next day <laughs> so awesome um oh man so on that note uh other notes tiger he's i guess he's back el tigre back. yeah back I mean, again bde i guess i guess he's back it's, like, did, you, did you see the crowd for his practice round, dude? Yeah. It, it's I mean, like, 
Anytime that man steps foot on a golf course, it might be your last chance to see him. So like, I mean, you we gotta, still, you we still, we still have to have that segment about who's who's a a bigger influencer on the sport, Tiger or a bigger superstar. I forget what it was. I have to go back to one of our initial pods: Tiger or Jordan or Ellie. Okay, what isn't that what we said? The three of those guys? Nah, it was just Jordan and Tiger. You're drunk. Um, okay. <laughs> so actually for Tiger to make the cut and miss the cut is both minus 115. Do you think he makes the cut? I don't. Yeah, I think he has a furious comeback and barely misses the cut is what I think. Like like he needs to like go birdie birdie on 17 18 and like misses the birdie putt on 17. Um I think he'll struggle with the because I think his whole thing about the course was just like the hills with his with his leg. Yeah, I, I think he'll struggle. Yeah, I think he. I think like he I, I wouldn't. It wouldn't. I, shock. Like I said, I, I it would. I wouldn't shock me if he just hits it down the middle, digs deep, and like is close to the cut. But I don't think he makes the cut. It yet. wouldn't shock me if like even if he was shooting well, like on day two he stops after like the ninth hole and just says, "Yeah, I might. I I'm in too much pain. I can't do this for another two days." That's a good point. I didn't, I didn't even think of that. Like just the just you know first first time back going in there, but I could be wrong. I mean, he's been walking it. Like, no, nah, I know, I'm with you. He he, and I love I love the he's he always says like if I show up, I'm showing up to win. I'm not showing up to yeah, play. Yeah, I I hear you. I hear you. Which, a lot of, I, lot I of... saw someone circulated the old interview with him and uh, uh, was it Curtis Strange or Ben Crenshaw? Curtis Strange, I think. And uh, was it Curtis Strange? Uh, and they're like. They're like, Tiger, you can't just show up and try and win every tournament. He goes, he's like, second and third is really good. And he's like, I know, but I don't come to come in second and third. Second sucks, right. and th- third sucks worse. And first and, place, lo- second place is first place losers. Curtis Strange is like, yeah, you'll learn. Well, <laughs> may- maybe he didn't. That was his rookie year, obviously, his first tournament. Um, anyway, so the favorite this year is Rombo, plus 1,000. Golf is Ooh. so damn hard to pick. Um, my four picks that I would go with are Scheffler plus 1200, Cam Smith plus 1400, Morikawa plus 2000. And if I'm going to reach down, I'm going to go Sam Burns plus 5000. Um, and those might sound familiar because it's basically the top of the money list. Scheffler is number one on the money list. Cam Smith is two. Matsuyama is third. Sam Burns is fourth. Victor Hovland is fifth. Basically on any props this week, I'm high on Scheffler and I'm very low on Bryson DeChambeau. DeChambeau is coming off of two injuries, his, his hip and his hand, which I think, I don't know which one, but he hurt them even worse playing ping pong back in February. He's, okay. he, ba- he basically missed two missed cuts, and he was terrible in the match play event. So I'm I'm just writing off DeChambeau. Uh, the props I like the most are uh, J.J. Spawn over Patty Harrington in the first round, minus 125. Spawn just won last week, so that's why I'm saying that in the first round. Daniel Berger. This is a three-way that caught my eye. Uh, shout out to you, Drew. Uh, Berger plus 125 over Fleetwood and Kisner in the first round. I just like Berger in these things. Uh, and then here's some for the whole tournament. Sam Burns over DeChambeau, minus 160. Hammer the hell out of that. There's like I, I, You can shove it in my face. DeChambeau finishes above Sam Burns. 
Minus 160 should be, like, the bet of the tournament. Um, DJ over Rory. Rory just always seems to fade. DJ's minus 115. Uh, Morikawa over Spieth. Again, Spieth seems to fade, too, and I like Morikawa. Morikawa's minus 130. Plus, like I said, Spieth is going to be so friggin' stuffed from that dinner. There's just no way. <laughs> um, Spieth's good. I like this, too. Final pairing. Scheffler plus 700 and Cameron Smith plus 750 if you want to go with one of those. This one caught my eye on, on DraftKings. This is interesting. They called it Big Guns versus the Field. So the big guns being Rombo, Scheffler, JT, and DJ plus 300 and the Field minus 400. I think I think you get those four guys for plus 300. I That's kind of good value, I thought. Yeah. Another one I thought was money in the bank. A hole-in-one on 16, minus 125 for the tournament. Like, I, I feel like it happens. It doesn't happen every year, but it feels like it does. So I, I would throw, I'd throw a couple shekels on that. Shekels. Um, the only other note I wanted to point out, the guy leading the, the field in putting coming into the tournament, Tyrell Hatton is plus 5,500 to win it all. But um, that's all my notes on the Masters. Have fun watching it. At, well, whatever you can watch. Which actually, they've gotten pretty good at a lot of the streaming stuff. So, um, you know, download the apps and all that jazz. Well, here's what everybody's really been waiting for. Who are your picks? Who do you think I'm picking? Brooksy. Brooks Kepka? Yeah. <laughs> you know it. Yeah, he was like plus two thousand, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think it's obviously I pick I just always pick Bruce Kepka to win every major. Uh, if not Kepka, my set my I'll, I'll also say Justin Thomas. Yeah, I always like picking JT in, yeah, in majors. I like JT in this too. Um. Yeah, let me make sure I'm quoting Brooks Kepka right. I'm pretty sure it was plus. Oh, it moved to eighteen hundred plus eighteen hundred, so he's even more of a favorite. There you go. Um, but that's our half-ass Masters preview, Two Beers Podcast. TM, TM. Love it, love it. <sighs> okay, moving right along. NBA catch and shoot. Number one topic. <laughs> How in the world? <laughs> You, you okay there, Joaquin? Might mean you get it out, Joaquin. So here's my question for you. Here's my question for you. Okay, let's do it. Did you just do the laugh of the Joker on purpose because you knew I was going to ask about why Jokic is, keeps increasing the odds of being the MVP? Or were no. you just laughing... Well, I, I was, no, I thought we were talking about something else first. Um, oh, I was gonna say what a double entendre that was, but that's where I was going. What? It's like, ridiculous. It's you know what flavor, listen, fl- you the flavor, flavor stat or something. I don't know. Yeah, like it's all the advanced metric nerds that are out there now. It's uh, you know with all this stuff at Jokic, they don't they don't show the videos where half of his assists, like he'll just give some of the ball and they'll dri- they'll actually just dribble around three times and make a basket. It's not like you know they only sh- they show like crazy passes on highlights, but they don't show the other part of assists. Um, it's like he's he's. The the Russell Westbrook of centers like this is just what's happening. No, I, I won't go there. Um, I will. 
I, I don't, I don't, yeah, they're not, they're not empty stats like Russ. I, I just, this is what it comes down to for me with, with him and Joel. Although and I, I'm, I just, my, my Jokic hate was pretty famous from last year too, about how I was like, I don't even want him in the clutch. And then I think he went on to hit the game winner in that next game. Yeah. I, so Joel is going, he's the, he's leading the league in scoring right now. He'll most, you know, depending on, I'll, I'll laugh if LeBron plays any of these last few games here, uh, but I can't imagine he'll lose that based on who the Sixers are playing the last three games. So I think he'll be this. I think he'll legally he'll be the the scoring leader. Uh, he will. I think he's going to end up leading the league in clutch points, which are points scored in the last five minutes of games. He is going to be all NBA first team because they're changing the rules to make it positionless because that's the NBA now because they devalue centers, but they're going to put both of these guys on it. And people are trying to argue with me that he's not going to be for, or on one of the all all NBA defensive teams. I I still can't believe he wouldn't make at least second team all defense. But regardless, he's people are people. Bill Simmons made a comment that he might be a shade better than Jokic. That's absolutely embarrassing. And the fact that Bill Simmons is a almost you know a, a, a multi millionaire podcaster with that comment is embarrassing uh he's way better than Jokic. like Jokic has gotten a little bit better defensively than he has been in his career but like like joel like is going to be in the conversation of like defensive player of the year every year Jokic will never be in that conversation so i i, I just don't and you know they're gonna win more games and people will be like oh you know, he didn't have porter jr and murray well porter jr played a few games but they still have aaron gordon and then a bunch of role players that play really hard every night and dude the sixers didn't have simmons for 50-plus, they, they didn't have their number two guy for 50-something games. And their number two option is Tobias Harris, who everybody says is o- overrated and inconsistent. Like, Seth Curry was his had to be his second-best player. I, I just I don't understand why it's that difficult that Joel should be the MVP. Like, when you have to, like, come up with these, like, nerdy verps and raptors and flavor, like, wh- when you have to do that stuff, it's like you're just you're trying too hard. There's a stat like the wind share stat, whatever nonsense that is, has either quickly or RJ Barrett with more wind shares than LeBron James. Are, are are you telling me now LeBron like those guys are more valuable than LeBron James? Like that you, once you put that stat into perspective, that's where you can you literally see where you can make stats go any way that you want them to to prove a point. It's just dumb. Uh I don't know. If Joel doesn't get it, it's just embarrassing. Like, if, if they're not going to give it to Joel, give it to Giannis, because Giannis is probably the best player in the league. Whatever. I, I'm just pissed. I know. Like, all the, all the nerds are out there with all this now. They've been pushing him so hard for the last week and a half. Doris Burke was going on and on, and like, multiple possessions, and I'm just like, shut up. You're not even... Like, yeah. This not is only a that, historic season. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And I'm like... yeah. But and not only that, like Joel's numbers against the top ten defenses in the league are right. out of this world. And the the biggest difference between why the Nuggets are you know, probably gonna end up only with three or four less losses than Philly, like they just they don't they 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 beat they don't lose against bad teams, but they don't really they don't perform as well against teams above five hundred. Whereas the Sixers are really good against teams above five hundred, but then they just like take nights off against shitty teams, which isn't good, but it's like I want the I, I, how are these guys playing against the best in the league? Like that's that's what I look at. Um, like and they just played they just played each other a couple weeks ago. Denver ended up winning, but like Joel Joel absolutely cooked 
Jokic. Jokic was like a minus 15 for the game. Boogie and Bones just went crazy from three and led a huge comeback, and they won. And like they beat the Sixers. Like, and nothing. Like Jokic wasn't the reason why they came back and won that game. Stop, like, Drew. I, stop. Stop. I can't. You're, you're you're making too much sense. Just stop. I'm, I'm sorry. It's it's this... emba- it's just embarrassing. It's literally embarrassing. Uh we can't we can't even we can't even handle it. It's the, they don't they don't want to hear it. They don't. Um, but the two brew crew wants to hear it. <sighs> um, what what well, what were you laughing about that you wanted to talk about? Uh that uh, Mister Keep that same energy got uh got eliminated from the playing last night. Who LeBron? <laughs> the Lakers. Oh, so they got eliminated. Officially huh? eliminated from the playing. Wow. Last night. I Which mean, means honestly, they weren't shame, even on us, th- shame on us for picking them to finish, like, second, third, or fourth. They weren't like, even the we best 10 in the West, bro. How's that happen? It's embarrassing. Dude, it's it, – it, and I don't think – and I usually don't agree with Kendrick Perkins on anything, but it may be the biggest failure in NBA history. That it, team. It, that's probably accurate. Because, look, here's the problem. Okay, so – Anthony Davis at this point is made of glass. I've sent I sent you and Tori the picture of Samuel Jackson from Unbreakable, where he's Mister Glass or whatever. Like that's yeah, that's Anthony Davis. And but so Russell Westbrook, like, look, I don't I don't want to hear it. Like, look at his stats every year leading up to this season. Yeah, like, like I understand he's not a good shooter. We all know that coming in, but like. He plays with LeBron, and this happens, and they can't even finish top ten. Like, how? I can't even wrap my. Can't even and he's actually, and he's sense. he's actually been very. He's I won't say very efficient. He's been like good the last month and a half of the season. Like he hasn't been abysmal like he was earlier. And by abysmal, like what he's basically been doing the last like three years, because his numbers have been almost identical. It's just. Uh, yeah, you know, we said it. I, I think. I think it came down. We we all picked them to finish with one through four in the Western Conference because it was just like at the end of the day, like they still have two top five players in in LeBron yeah. and AD. And I mean, health obviously. And LeBron had all those stats, and they still couldn't finish top ten. Yeah, and the, we. I think we hit it on the head. That's why we're the best podcast out there. We hit it on the head to start the season. It was like, listen, like a lot of those dudes they signed were just one way players, and they weren't really that great at that one way like Ariza isn't he's a like, he's like this three and D guy well he hasn't really been a good three and well, D seven guy for years five ago years. yeah yeah like you know Carmelo is strictly an offensive player Malik Monk strictly an offensive player and the only guy that could play consistently play defense for 48 minutes on that team was Anthony Davis like I'm not that's no slight to LeBron like he's 37 like he he's been playing free safety for the last like three four years and then he'll lock up in the fourth quarter when he needs to but like you know, that's when you have all those other pieces because they got, you know, when the, to get Westbrook, they traded away. Like, they traded away and then couldn't re sign all their best defensive players. Well, so. even I'll go back to and, like, dude, that franchise spent so much time and energy building a nucleus. And, like, they had Brandon Ingram, Lonzo, uh, Lonzo, Clarkson, Kuzma, Randall. Uh, Ra- oh, my gosh. Like, and then LeBron comes in and just blows all that up. And it's, it's like, yeah, and well, I, what I, God, keep sorry, I don't want to cut you I, off. No, I'm just like again, that's where like a little bit of patience, like they could have had, 
Like you add around that, you don't just blow that. Uh, yeah, if they I, if they I, if they just wait, me. I don't know. If they just if they I just mean they waiting. got a championship out of it, so what do I do? <laughs> oh, oh, it depends on yeah, sure. It depends. Oh boy, depends, oh, depends on your view of the ball. Ring. But like oh. to me, it's kind of like listen, like if you if you just wait the year and you AD comes and signs, uh, like LeBron gets another year to because they they were playing well, like LeBron was playing well with those young guys, you know what I mean? Then he got hurt and they went on a little bit of a losing streak, but. You know, like Luke Walton, every like Luke Walton. I'll they, never it, forget him giving up on those guys. They, was, yeah, he just quit there were so yeah. many nights where he oh would, he just quit de- on defensively. Yeah. He would just stand there and yeah. watch, and like, I was just like, "What are you doing?" They won ten. They got ten games better for three straight seasons with Walton in that. Like they they were getting better, and uh, yeah, and it was like, oh, well, I want AD get everybody out because imagine you could have the team they could have had would have been like the last two years would have been LeBron Davis. The draft pick that they traded away to get Davis most likely would have been Darius Garland. If you like look and go back at who was there where they would have picked, and he's a clutch guy, so like Darius Garland, you move Ingram for role players, but then you keep Lonzo Ball. You can still have Kuzma. You could still have Josh Hart. Like you just have a lot of you just, Josh Hart. Yeah, Clarkson. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing. And you know, listen, everybody everybody's a fault. The Lakers front office is a fault for not doing like they wanted what they wanted to trade for Buddy Heald, give up less assets, and try to pursue DeMar DeRozan. LeBron wanted Westbrook because he felt that they needed another star for if in case he got hurt to carry the load while he was out. Uh regardless of why why Westbrook was the guy. They should have just said, We're not doing that. Like we appreciate the input, but we're not doing it. And uh, and that was really it. This whole thing, or you know, LeBron fans, oh the Lakers, they just they failed LeBron. Like, get out of here! You see, you kidding me? <laughs> like this, like he makes his bed. Like you got to sleep in it this time. So we'll see what they do in the offseason. Like, there's not a ton they can do because I I'd hate to be that the asshole GM that trades for Westbrook. Like I know he's expiring now, and so maybe it's a little different. But what 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 are you giving up of any value for him? It, it makes no sense. Uh, Monk Monk's got Monk's getting paid. Everyone everyone forgets he was on a, a vet minimum. He's he's gonna get paid big money from somebody. Uh, so he's gone. Maybe Melo stays. Like I thought Melo played well this year for what they what what he should have been able to do, not what they actually ended up having to ask him to do. And uh, this talk about trading Davis that's not happening. Like zero chance they're trading Anthony Davis. So, uh, you know. They got they got some work to do, especially getting healthy. But uh, for all the because we did this at the end of the last year, you know, for all the uh, LeBron fans with the oh he if he went to the West he'll win all the time in the West too. That's what he does. Can we do a check in Jo live check in on LeBron in the West? Uh, year one missed the playoffs, right? Missed the playoffs when he quit on when he quit on all those guys like you referenced. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Year two. After uh, they go to the, they they win the bubble title after being off for four months, so those old bodies can get healthy, and then those role players are shooting in empty gyms, like shooting career highs over Looking that two months. The UKCP, uh, yeah, Rondo, every every literally everybody, Morris, everybody shot, everybody played their career best in the bubble. Shocker. Uh, year three, first round exit. Year four, don't even make the play in. So one one out of four years of success in the West, but I. Guys like me were crazy when when they said, "Oh yeah, it's, it's harder to win in the Western Conference than it is to cruise in the East when there's only like two good teams." 
crazy me, right? I mean, what do I know? Um, I, well, that's why we have a side podcast with you and Tori, because you and Tori are, are the two best basketball yeah. brains I know. So. Look out! Look out for that, everybody. We uh, we'll be doing. We may do a play in a mini play in pod. Uh, but we will have the NBA playoff preview pod for the two uh, the two for one coming up. So, um, but yeah, that's really it. I don't think there's anything. Everybody, everybody's almost all, all the teams are locked in that are going to the twenty. <laughs> God, twenty teams are going to be in some type of postseason. What a joke! Uh, but yeah, there's still some jockeying for seeding. Uh, Golden State and Dallas for the three and four seed are going to be. Uh, hosing that out against each other and then the east uh boston milwaukee and boston milwaukee and philly are all fighting for the two seed boston has it now uh they're up a half game on milwaukee and philly and i believe they own the tiebreaker against both it might just be philly and now toronto the latest development because the bulls are just continuing to free fall toronto's the five seed and if the sixers are the four uh, apparently, Matisse Thibel, my 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 buddy, he's not vaccinated, so he won't be able to play in Toronto in that series. Rut row. Uh, yeah. So uh, Philly better try to get that three seed and play Chicago. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. So they got they got so and I people were suggesting the Sixers would rest guys these last. Uh, Joel's going for the MVP. He's not resting. I, I'd be shocked if they he doesn't play the last three games. Good for him. Good, good, good. All right, good. All right, let's move on from the catch and shoot. Okay. Um, next order of business: NHL half clappers. We're actually going to take off this week. We we have so many topics. There's about a dozen games left. Uh, you know, a lot more can shake out. We're we're shake just gonna shake pu- shake. We're gonna punt it this week. Shake shake shake. Um, shake I'm- your booty. Uh, uh, uh. Keep singing it because there's another shake punt we got coming. Punts. We are MLB opening day. Uh, the, uh, what I think Friday? when this comes out is, is it Friday? Thursday? I think it's tomorrow. I think it's oh, not everybody, but yeah, that's right. No, not, yeah, not everybody. Not but everybody. the first games are Thursday, and then if but the Phillies are Friday. We are not doing our MLB preview this week. We're gonna punt that till next week as well, just because we got so much to cover this week, or possibly the week after. Why? What's that? Why? Uh... You know what? You're right. Let's just wait till a quarter of the season's done, and then we'll do the preview. <laughs> Might happen. See how that works? Yeah, Tampa Bay's going to the World Series, and Arenz Arena's winning MVP. Done. <laughs> Every year in a row. Uh, um, done. So, on that note, uh, what what we are not punting on... <laughs> everyone's favorite minute in podcasting, the pit stop. Boop. Um, give me a second to get my note back up. Notesies. Notes, notes, notes. Snotes, notes, notes. Okay, you le- you let me know. Oh wait, let me get a let me get a Gatorade swig. Gatorade right, swig. Alright, swig so. it in. <clears throat> Alright. Alright, you ready? Yep. In ten, nine, oh, eight, count. seven, six <sighs> fucked it up again. Oh damn it! <laughs> I, I like. Let, let, give me another chance. Give me. Another I just chance. can't. I can't win with you. I. Uh, I don't like. I'm like. Why is he going to a ten count? It's over. 
Three. 76ers. Just go. Go. Start. Richmond last week. Weird race. The .75 miler. The whole race became a contest of who could manage to have the freshest tires at the end. Because uh, there was very little passing when everyone had equal tires. Consequently, it became about pit stop strategy. Uh, as it turns out, Hamlin had the best tires down the stretch. Came from way back to uh, hunt down the leader uh, with like 10 laps to go and hunted him down. We actually picked him, plus 1,200, our second win of the year. Great to get off the, the schneid. Uh, that's a net plus 900 on the day. That cuts our deficit in half to minus 9 units on the year. Martinsville this week. Last year, this was the race of the year. 0.5 mile paperclip low banking the definition of rubbing is racing martinsville is basically like the msg of the sport this week we have blaney plus 900 hamlin plus 900 to go back to back larson plus a thousand and we're gonna sneak briscoe in there at uh 30 to 1 so that's our picks yeah i guess you made it did, why did i go over i i just stopped caring after you messed up my intro again <sighs> You're pissing off the listeners, Drew. You just broke you broke my heart again, Fredo. I like last week you messed up and I had it for you. And it's you the just... greatest minute of podcasting and you're 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 pulling that crap. Come on. Now, nah, you were you had uh, 4 seconds to go. You were Thank good. You. Um, okay. Always listening. Always and then listening. Then there was the parlay. Does it make its epic return? It does. It does. I feel. I feel. I feel refreshed. We got. We got the March Madness yips out of the way. Uh, I say we get juicy. I say we do all boxing. Oh. I say we take the over in the Garcia fight. Okay. I say we take Garcia, and I say we take Triple G. Uh, straight up. Straight up. Um, I, I say we, I say we, we put those three bets in. Okay, th- remember how sometimes they don't let you do screwy like in a screwy way. Don't let you do a parlay. Well, or then we just put in three separate. So bet. let There's... me. Hold on, hold on, hold, hold on. on, hold on there, Cletus. Uh, I will try it on the fly here if they will let me do a parlay of. Uh oh, fight props. Can, can you give me Garcia and the over? Um, all right. On the fly, on the fly, having fun. Everyone having fun. Fun, fun. Aiming for fun. Will they let me? No, they won't let me parlay those. So pick, pick one over, and then triple G minus five hundred. Who's Gar- got the... Garcia is minus sixteen hundred, dude. That brings us nothing. Ah, uh, yeah. So take the over and then triple G. Yeah. Okay. All right. Screw it. Who cares? I mean, we might be done by eight a.m. on uh, <laughs> Saturday morning. <laughs> If Murata just catches him. Beautiful. So good. Beautiful. So, so, so good. Get your bets in. There it is. Lock it up. Parlay. I love it. Triple G straight up and the over in Garcia. I love it. Good picks. Fun. All right. Fun, fun, fun. Assume positions for beer two. Ready? Three. I'm always, two, always ready. One. Ah, can't even... It's it's a Gatorade, people. I'm trying. I'm trying to make a sound effect. I can't even blow into it. Nah, damn it. Never mind. I'm still drinking my Gatorade. That's all right. Battling the flu. What do you What do you got? This is this. I'm like Michael Jordan in the flu game right you now. You really are. Uh, I'm just I'm just drinking my gentleman's Jack. 
All right. Gonna just keep it, keep it, keep it smooth, keep it classy. Um, so we, uh, you know, we always like requests. Um, well, hey, hold on. Before we get into that, okay. Uh, we talked a little WrestleMania last week. Okay. How about did you? Uh, you you catch any WrestleMania? Wait, wait. Stone Cold just stunned somebody again. <laughs> Just in. It was pretty. It was pretty fun when we were talking about it, and you were like, "Ah, is he gonna stun McMahon?" I'm like, "If he's there," <laughs> and he ends up doing it anyway. Yeah, Austin stun everybody literally. Everybody and their brother. Uh, yeah, everybody and their brother. Austin uh, Stone Stone Cold had his first match in 19 years. I think it's 19 years. Uh, he actually had a match. Yeah, it was. A, it was like a no holds oh barred match with uh, Kevin Owens. Oh my god. They gosh. fought. They fought on the. Uh, Could he move? Uh, Ah, uh, he was he was he was he was slow at first, but yeah, he was. I mean, he was he was given suplexes on the outside, going. Ah, the, the, uh, there was there some table act. No, he was he was he was taking <laughs> taking his quote unquote bumps, uh, on the ring steps and the uh the ring pole. Uh, yeah, I mean it was okay. It wasn't too bad. It was it was a good setup. He, they had like a little. How much do you think they thing. paid him to do that? Um, I don't know. Had to be a couple mil, right? He might, they might, they might pay him. He may just get paid like a retainer in general, like a lifetime contract. I don't know, but yeah, probably a couple million. They give Goldberg like three million dollars to go over to Saudi Arabia to to wrestle for four minutes because apparently the Saudis love him. So I can't imagine. But if you were in the state of Texas, on you, you know who thinks that's bullshit? Me. Bret Hart. Bret Hart. That's right. I'm wearing my Bret Hart. I'm wearing a Bret Hart shirt under my North Carolina polo right now, actually, uh, or hoodie. Uh. If you were in the state of Texas, you more than likely got stunned. <laughs> Basically, uh, McAfee McAfee got stunned. Everybody got stunned. I, 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 it's so funny. I had no idea that Pat McAfee was. I for, always forgot he's in the NFL. No clue who this punter. guy was. Yeah, no doubt. I was just like, yeah, who cares? He's a punter. What do I know? Uh, we had a good match, but yeah, it was a two night two night spectacle. Man, it's pretty wild. Yeah, That's they've been doing stuff. that for years now, though, right? Yeah, and Cody uh, Cody Rhodes left yeah, the, AEW the that, he, that he created. Yeah, the double turncoat to be with the w, to go back to the WWE. So wild stuff, man. Yeah, that's good times. Austin must stun. And our boy Jimmy, Jimmy was there. Really? I sent you the picture. No, you didn't, dude. Me and Teddy sent you the picture. Jimmy was at WrestleMania. Are you shitting me? What? You're lying. That's false. You're so full of it. Uh, when when did you send me that? Uh, when when it was happening live on Sunday night. Oh, Jimmy from Yellowstone. Yeah, who do you think? What Jimmy do you think I'm talking about? Jimmy B. No. Oh, good. All right. Never mind. I was like, what? I didn't know that. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I'll, I'll give you a pass on that. Like the Hodge. biggest wrestling fan I know. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. I will, I will, I'll give you a pass. That, 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 I see where you didn't get that. Yeah, Jimmy from Yellowstone. He was on his way back to the 6666 ranch. He stopped off at WrestleMania to watch Austin stun. That's funny. Yeah, um, so it's good stuff. Um. So as I was about to say... Um, we done with wrestling? Uh, yes. Um, we got a request, and we love getting requests. We love to grant requests. 
from none other than the Gof, which he's we know he's not used to getting his request granted. So I'm sure this is a thrill for him. It's true. <laughs> See, I told you I had one for later. Um, but we watched Coda, uh, which what won the Oscar for best best, best movie? Yeah, yeah. Um, best picture, and I think best original. Be, I think it won best original screenplay and uh, best supporting actor. Best supporting actor. I don't think it was original. I thought it was adaptation. Sure. One of those. Yeah, it won three Oscars. Yes. Um, so we watched it, and it was awesome. It was really good. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Apple TV, uh, the premise is um, Ruby, who is a child of, de- of, of, of a deaf parents and a deaf brother, is the only pers- hearing person in her family. Uh, their family owns a fishing, a fishing boat, and then when they they go, they they're tired of kind of being being cut cut their profits being cut down by the middleman. Decide to go business for themselves, uh, and it's really just about the struggle between Ruby trying to live her own life and do things that she wants to do, but always kind of being responsible for her family because she's she's basically the only way that they can communicate with uh with the world so um yeah that was that was the premise uh best adapted screenplay yeah best adapted screenplay and and the actor who played her father the dad yeah yeah uh troy coster he uh he won best supporting actor which is just wild because just wild I loved his character. I, the whole time, I just kept saying, "What a good dad!" And like, I loved, I loved his his like humor, and like when they were embarrassing her in front of you know the kid that she was doing with the duet with, I went after they were put just put put the helmet aggr- on, aggressively knocking boots. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, um, it was really fun. Um, so yeah, so Ruby, I mean Ru- Ruby, Ruby gets bullied at school because you know. Nobody, no, you know, she she talked she talked weird as as a young as a as a young girl because you know as she was learning to speak that's how her family spoke. Um, she helps on the fishing boat. She gets up at three a.m. and and works works on the boat with her family because they need somebody on the boat that can you know hear the radios and then communicate with the with the um, the other the other fishermen when they're bringing in their their take for the day. So like she'll often she she smells like fish when she goes into school gets you know gets picked on, um, but then she joins the, she joins the choir because this guy she's got a crush on joins the choir and turns out she's got like this beautiful singing voice, uh you know the the choir teacher, um and her grow a bond and you know he he tries to train her um for an opportunity to sing in an audition for Berkeley in Boston um, for college. And then it's just a back and forth about trying her trying to do both. And again, just, you know, always the pressure of feeling like, you know, like she's, she has to, she, she can't live her life because the family, the family needs her um, to get them through just like day to day. Yeah. She's like their link to the people who are the hearing people. And she and her brother keep telling them, like, hey, you need to hire someone. And they're like, yeah, we can't afford anyone. Yeah. And she's like, so I'm just stuck here forever? And they're like, no, we're, we're going to figure it out eventually. And, 
you know, the brother's like, hey, I'm the older brother. I can figure this out. Like, they can adapt. We can adapt. Like, for, like forget it, you know. And yeah. So he has some frustration, family frustration. It was, there were so many cool things about it. Um, I, I'll say that, uh, you know, the, the eccentric uh, music teacher that she had, he was, he was, that was a really good character. Um, I thought when I heard, when I heard they won best supporting act, I, I thought he won best supporting actor until I looked it up. Yeah, no, no. Was, I thought, uh, I thought, he, I thought the teacher was tremendous. He was. He. Was, I mean, everybody was good in it. Like, and it's all known. It's all like I. I couldn't tell you who one of these friggin' actors was. Like, I loved the dad's obsession with how hot the mom was. <laughs> that, that was awesome. It was like she's. The, and I loved how she had to sign for the doctor when they had like, what jock itch. Jock itch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, jock itch. It was so like how there was so like, many driving driving in his truck like bumping rap music because he likes the vibration. So much situational. Yeah, so much situational humor, but yeah. Um, my a couple of my favorite parts were when they were at the choral concert, and you get the she was singing her duet, and then all of a sudden it just goes silent, and you get the perspective of the parents. Yeah, was... and then the par- and so they're just looking around, seeing like people crying, getting emotional, jamming, clapping, and they're like, "Oh crap! Like our daughter's really good at this. Like look how she moves all these people." And that's yeah. when they realize like maybe we should just like not hold her back and like let her go pursue her her dreams and right. um i love to after that concert when her dad they were sitting on the back of the tailgate and her dad wanted to hear her so he's like sitting there holding her chest and her throat and you know telling her sing louder sing louder and which is what her music teacher was trying to get her to do too. So I liked that her dad was able to like get her to really belt it out. And I, and so that, you know, there was a, a, a couple tear jerkers there. That was oh, one yeah. of them. And so her audition to get into that music school, mm-hmm. I, I said out loud to my wife, I said, if she puts her hands up on her throat to mimic her dad and just starts belting it out, I'm going to lose it. I am. I'm going to cry right here, (laughs) but she didn't. She started signing the words and I was like, okay, like that's, that's a little bit more predictable, but that's cool. I was like, that's, that that was nice that her parents like snuck in the back door and were in attendance and they were able to like see the words and see the joy on her face and everything. So yeah, they, they, they were emotionally moved. And so that I I didn't hate that. That, that was nice, but if she would have put her hands up there where her dad's hands were and belted it out, I would have lost it. I would have lost it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. So good. Uh, all right. So anything else you want to say about it? You want to do our um, ratings? All three of those parts I really liked. Um, I really liked uh, how the the uh the one interaction with what was what was the guy what was her um duet partner who she ends up i guess dating at the end towards uh, the i end? forget the boy's name yeah i already forgot his name um but like oh, i like the inter- i liked the couple interactions he had with her where it was like one he's like you know you have this perfect life and she's like what the f are you talking about and he's like yeah dude my family hates each other and like your yeah. family like like literally, your mom and dad can't keep their hands off each other, and you guys are laughing and like you work family. together and yeah. Yeah, he's like my mom and dad like don't even talk and like they literally hate each other. Um, 
and they just I get I get I get forced to do all these things and uh so like it was like I thought that was I, I like that exchange with those yeah two. that was and cool and even when he like he he re he recalled that story or that time when she they were like in third grade when she was ordering for her entire family and like ordering the beers and stuff mm-hmm. and it just you know because like she's it gave her like a per, different perspective on you know just how you know how people view like how she has to grow up really fast and I she was just really I just I just thought she did a great Lo- job such a lovable character I was I'm surprised I'm surprised she I was. I, I forget who won best best actress, but I'm 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 shocked that she didn't win, man. I was fist pumping her every every moment of of, of every scene. I was she like, was so good, like you go, you just, sweet. Yeah. I felt like I was the dad. I was like, you go. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, and it was. I think I I don't know if I told said it to you. Yeah, I think I did. Like I it, the, the the movie had a very like Juno feel, like just the way it was written and filmed. Like the stories are completely different, but just like. It's got that indie feel to it, like you could tell it was like a well, Sunday. It was, I, in, I, it was, it was like a big indie. Hit. That's what I say. It was, not, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it was a big hit at Sundance and all that stuff. Yeah. So you could tell, but like it wasn't like I forget the actress's name in Juno, who's very well known now. But like it wasn't like you know this sarcastic like you know she had this like built-in humor to the role and to this serious thing. Like like Scarlett was, yeah, she just did a great job. Just made made you really feel like just the struggle every day. That like you know she had up, so much on her plate. Yeah, she's up you at were three a.m. Yeah, up at three a.m. helping her family, and then trying, trying to, to put in extra work to try and make this music school. Yeah, um, dealing with the harassment at school. Oh, so, so yeah, good. and just saying, yeah, he's like, she's like, yeah, like you don't know what, yeah, you don't know what it's like that I have to like my family can't hear what people say, so I have, to, but I do, so I I have to stand up for them. Oh, don't show this. Oh, oh. Oh, sorry. I have like old masters highlights on. They showed when Finau hit the hole in one, and then he ran down the fairway and <laughs> broke his ankle. That's funny. Um. um anyway, sorry to interrupt. But yeah. uh, they. Yeah, uh, it was just yeah, it was just again so, all so around. Uh, three other notes before we get into our rating. One. Uh this was outside of Boston, Mass, which is Casey Shea territory. So I thought that was awesome. Nice. Um. Two. Uh. In the first five minutes, they show – one of my favorite shows all times is Person of Interest. And so the uh, the, the sidekick in that show was um, – oh, what was – oh, Frig, I had, had it. Uh, he was the wrong. random fisher. He was the random fisherman. The random yeah. fisherman, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, what the frick was – Oh, I forget. But the sidekick, he was the cop. He he yeah. was the, yeah. So in the first five minutes, I was like, I'm in. I was like, I, lo- I love this. The this that actor. guy. He's that guy. Um, and then also, um, the third note I wanted to say was, I forget. Let's just go to the ratings. I'm okay. drunk off a of Gatorade. Um, did you do you have your ratings? Duh. 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 Um. Okay. So acting oh i did want to say this too do you know what coda stands for i had to google this I'm not gonna lie. child of death adult deaf adults yes did you have to google it as well no oh good for you thanks pal you're smarter than me eh, some areas um all right acting oh you three. want me to go first uh three i, I was i did but i'll, I'll oh. say it i went three. two and a half Really? What made you go less than three? Uh, like, I thought more of the fringe characters were just, like, okay. But, like, the main, I mean, the oh, main really? family and the teacher. Like, like her friend and, you know, the uh, the See, boyfriend. 
the boyfriend I thought was a little weak, but her, I liked her friend a lot. I mean, I liked the character. I was just like, yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. I thought the acting was good. I thought I thought her brother was really good. The mom was really good. Yeah, I, I thought I thought her family, her family, and the teacher all would get threes. I thought everybody else was, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Uh, writing. Uh, three. I also gave it a three. Plot, and I remembered my other point. Plot. Uh, three. I also gave it a three. And my other point was that it, they took a lot of, like, stereotypical tropes and, like, meshed them together very, very well, which I think is hard to do, but, like, which is why you get so many, like, remakes of things. But, like, this was fun. It was good. It was... Oh, I, I, oh see, I, I should have wrote it down. It was a uh, it was an interesting fish-out-of-water story, literally and figuratively. <laughs> um, all right, feel slash genre. What did you give this? Because I, I mean, three. Okay, I go to three. Why? What were you gonna say? Like what? What? Like what? What? What's even? Is this a? Would you say this was a drama? Yeah, like, because I because like Wikipedia like, I, said it was a coming of age. Yeah, that's what I say. Like, oh uh, well, whatever. I, whatever side I was on said it was like a comedy drama. I'm like, I, was it? Was it supposed to? Outside of like the da- like some of the that or situational stuff? comedy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll go three. Um, rewatchability. This is where I finally don't give it a perfect score. I gave it a two. Ooh, I me mean, too. I would I would rewatch it. I mean, it's not like it's not rewatchable, but like once you see it, it's like you're not gonna just like throw it on. If yeah. somebody else is watching it for the first time, you'd sit through it again. Yeah, I don't know that my emotional heartstrings could take too many rewatches of it. <laughs> so I gave it a two as well. Only if there's a director's cut where she grabs her throat and <laughs> her dad, and then just give me all the tissues. Um, okay, so my total was 14, which is pretty damn high. Mine was a 13 and a half. 13.75. That's a high one. It so, is. Was it, what do we have for the Batman movie? It was way up there. Yeah, it was right around there. It might have been like in the 14s. Yeah. I can't remember. I just can't remember the exact exactly what we had it as. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's Good suggestion. Go. F- we loved it. Hey, if you want us to watch a movie, just let us know. We love suggestions. Yeah, I was I was I was gonna I was gonna watch it on my own time too, so it worked out perfectly. Forced Great. me to go ahead and check it out. All right, Drew. As per usual, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count, toss it out, everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd, get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talk about anything that makes you get loud. <laughs>